Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome to this Quantum Conversation. We are so excited to be here today because we're going back into ancient times. We're going to explore a little bit of sound, and this is going to lead us into ancient wisdom all the way back to Lemuria, and we're going to even talk about the Blu-ray. My guest today is Anne Mbaki. She is a beautiful soul who's an energy healer and an intuitive counselor and a channel. And we are so excited to welcome Anne to this beautiful platform. Anne, thank you so much for being here. Hello. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. I am just so excited. It just, I feel, it feels so beautiful. Uh, oh, it feels so beautiful already. We're gonna go into your story and your awakening, but first, you're gonna lead us all into a vibrational attunement. Yes, and I call this um, Haiwu, Sacred Heart Flow. And this came to me um, just between um, a Mary Magdalene celebration and the 8-8 gateway. And I am just inspired in those moments. And it's like I started recording and it just came and I said, okay, this is beautiful. So I'm, it's a sound recording. Um, I invite you to that. Oh, 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 oh,
So when I recorded that song, I was totally centered on the sacred heart of Mary Magdalene and Jesus um, as the Christ consciousness. And I don't know, I just woke up and I was like, wow, you know, I was meditating and feeling um, connected to the sacred heart um, and the sacred twin flame that they were. And this is what came out. Thank you so much for sharing that peace afterwards, just residing in all of it. We just want to soak it up. What a gift. Thank you so much. And this beautiful vibrational attunement as we begin our conversation. So we are in the sacred heart. This is the greatest gift that we can give others is to show how to get in the sacred heart, how to live the sacred heart. This is new earth. And this truly is what Lemuria is, still is, and once was. So we're going to get there and talk about the beings that you work with. But Anne, let's first start. Here you've been doing this work for a good 20 plus years. And your awakening helps other people see their awakening. Can you share with us what it was like? Was this was your awaken, awakening something that happened abruptly? Was it over time? Did you have it as a kid and shut it down? What's your story? Yeah. Let me get started on that. You know, when I, I grew up uh, in Detroit, Michigan with my grandmother, and we were very traditional Christian, which I valued those Christian roots. Um, but I also grew up with a strict grandmother who I had a lot of time by myself. And I had a very, now that I can recall, close connection with the fairies and with nature. And so if I go back and look at that time, I spent so much time, you know, by myself outside in the garden, outside making mud pies, outside just connecting with the earth and mother and fairies. And yes, I had a bright imagination about that. And it really kept me connected to this other source, other world, so to speak. And I didn't have the words for it then. It was just there. You know what I mean? It's just a natural occurrence. And so growing up religious, I had a lot of questions. I didn't it didn't resonate with me all that I was taking in when I was going on the journey of Christianity. Though I valued it and I valued the community, I always had questions and I never had the answers from my adults, from the community. And so I went on this journey. I went seeking. I, I, I went to almost every type of denomination within the Christian faith you can think of. And then by the time I got to college, I was um, connecting with other people who were Muslim, I was connecting with Buddhists as I continued past and on into the next journey, just wanting to know how God, how big is God? Like, what is your God like? And so in this searching and seeking and making all of these connections with all of these different religious um, people and communities, it just really opened me up to the fact that this universe is large and there's such a divine flow in and around all of us. And it took me on another journey and I ended up in Florida with a group of seekers who were spiritually connected, um, a spiritual development group. And we just ended up working and opening each other up. And we were doing what we call transitions, helping people cross over is how it began in that group. And as I was working with that group, I started channeling. I was outside. Um, we were doing a clearing. I ended up doing a clearing. 
um, of an energy because they felt that there was a presence in their home. A couple of my friends and they were trying to sell the home. And all I know is I was outside. We were praying. We were in a circle. And I began to channel, channel another being. And a sacred being, blessing the earth, blessing the tree, blessing everything in that space. And I had never done that before. It was just there. And so I continued on this experience with the group. And I found myself doing energy work. I'd never done energy work. I just, it just opened up this whole, I started, it was in the, at that time in the Unity churches in Florida and doing Steve's Cottage down in Orlando and just showing up and then laying on the pan or doing energy work with the other team of Reiki healers or energy healers. And I didn't have any formal training. It just is, it just was there. But I opened up to it um, after all the seeking and connecting. And I just began to understand more about the spiritual world and the spiritual realm. And I just went with it. I ended up doing um, energy healing in a, at another facility of church in um, Jacksonville, Florida. And that's when I started feeling like I was connected to something more, like really connected to something more, like it was there, but it was like, okay, hmm. And I found myself um, standing in a room of people thinking I was just gonna do readings like on cards, you know, tarot cards. And I couldn't use the tarot cards. All I did is touch a person. And I could tell where they had injuries before, what was going on with them. And I, again, it was new. This was not, maybe 20 years ago. And I thought, where is this coming from? I was just gifted in those moments. And I ended up having a line of people. And I was there longer than anyone else who were coming to see me. For reading. And so that's a part of this beginning of the story. And so at one point, um, I remember being visited by St. Germain. I started doing the I am practices uh, in the early 2000s. And I remember a visitation from him in 2012 in my sleep. And I woke up and all I saw was this bright light and his presence was there. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to continue on this journey. I'm going to continue on this journey. And I also remember uh, the Blue Cube came to me, or Blue Ray. But that was in 2017, 2018. I was in uh, California by then. And I was drawn to the water. I've always been drawn to the water. But I was drawn to this Blue Cube. It came to me in a vision. It came to me in my waking and in my sleep. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go to the ocean. I'm going to meditate. And, as I, and I was in Bolita. California and I would go to the ocean every day and just sit and tune in. And the next thing I, I just felt this energy coming into the water and all around me. And I took that into my healing room. And again, um, that was my first connection with the blue cube of Blu-ray. And it's just being connected. And I knew my understanding more with Lemuria. And then I started on the starseed journey and I found myself, um, being guided to activate grids or do more grid work. But in my waking, in my sleeping, as I travel, because I've moved across the country multiple times. Um, and a lot of my guides just showed up. I had sages, I had um, um, ones that called themselves the luminous ones, elder, elder ones. It was just a whole host of like beings showing up at different times 
based on whatever work I was called to do. And it, it, it's with me now. And, and this sound, I just started doing this like eight months ago during COVID, about eight months ago, maybe, yeah, it's been less than a year. Oh, well, what a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing. You have always been connected then. And you know, what we hear a lot of with light workers is that we have to go through a purification process. We have to heal the trauma, but it seems like there was not much trauma for you. You've always been connected and opened and there are the gifts come in. Was there- Yeah, I had, yeah, yeah. I had the trauma growing up, There's a, um, but yeah. I always, even now, it veered me closer to spirituality, ironically. So my isolation, my sense of not knowing where I belong or having um, what I consider uh, transitions in life because I grew up with my grandmother, but then she passed and I ended up like in foster care and a list of other things. I just drew closer to my soul. I felt like I was still connected to angels. Uh, and I thought it an imagination at that time, but still, my spiritual journey was there. My questioning was there. My understanding, even though I didn't, I could feel and see what was happening in real time, I still knew that something bigger was happening. Something bigger is a part of me. And that's honestly what kept, keeps me going even to this day. Yeah. Um, can I ask how old you were when your grandmother transitioned? I was 14. Okay. And, and so at that stage, I was a teenager. Uh-huh. And in high school, and I transitioned my head, a, a series of transitions myself between where I was going to live and who I was living with, and I did ultimately end up in um, foster care. Um, wow. That's, a, that's, that's kind of challenging. Was that a challenge, or, or what was that like? It was a challenge, but um, we don't get to choose. Like, uh, on some level, perhaps we do choose. And so it was part of my journey. And so for me being a kid, I still wanted to see the world in a positive light. I wanted to see other people. So that made me become like a, I wouldn't say warrior, but a champion for other people that were downtrodden. And so I ended up getting into peace work, social work, teaching, you know, all of the things you could do when you yourself are the wounded healer, right? Um, and so I've done a lot of that, but a lot of my healing came from doing the work, you know, traveling, connecting with other people, staying centered and clear about this vision, this picture of what I believe life and spirit is all about. And so even when I was in a foster care, I stood out. I don't know exactly how. Um, and I saw things and heard things even before growing up um, with my grandmother and cousins and family members who all became addicted and, and transitioned in many different ways um, into a life that just filled with despair. Uh, and so for me, making that conscious choice, feeling like I had a calling on my heart and my soul and just staying with that um, and making the decision, I'm going to push through. Um, these things do not define me. I become a better person. It, it really increased my spirituality. That is so heartwarming. Thank you for your journey. It's not so easy, but... I love the fact that you were drawn back to your soul and that you know that your higher self was leading you every step of the way. And so here we are now, 
you made the conscious choice to go to your heart because you knew there was something more. And that we say, if someone has their back against the wall like that, that's the journey. And you could go one way or the other. And we're so glad you went the way of the heart. Beautiful. Yeah. And so, okay. I want to talk about when you were starting out with the groups in Florida and you were helping people transition. Tell us what that was like. And that's when you started to channel. So um, what, how did you get into helping people transition? Well, the group that I was a part of was a spiritual development group of other people who a very small unity church that I was attending in Leesburg, Florida. And at the time it was Reverend Ken Hokeson was the minister. And we just all connected. There were about seven of us, maybe eight. And we just started having meeting groups at one of um, the friend's house. And so these meeting groups were clearly um, focused on spiritual development. And actually one of the friends started the group himself and actually had a nonprofit all dedicated to spiritual development. So I started going to the meetings, you know, and showing up. And in this group, we were uh, meditating and praying and, and we decided um, whatever was coming present in the group, we would work on that. And so holding hands, standing in the circle, making a decision, consciously calling out um, spirits, people to come in and um, go to the light. We did this in unison. And so as I was doing that work with that group, wonderful people, that's when the channeling got activated. I didn't know it. I just was going with what was always there. Um, and that was a lot of work. It was really beautiful work. I couldn't tell you names of people who came into that circle, individual or you know, I would say entities even, making their transition or trying to um, follow the light. But that was beautiful work. Yes, yes. Anyway, anywhere along the way, as you were opening to channeled messages, how was your discernment? Was there any time that you had to say, this doesn't feel right? Or were you apprehensive along the way? Or how was that journey? There were, there were times when I didn't feel good about something, but it was an energy. So for example, um, even in the circle, um, doing the transition or energy work, there were things even after the meeting that I would have to go and clear because my question is, and my understanding is, is when you do um, spiritual channeling, especially when you're calling in souls or working with spirits, you can bring in things that aren't um, aligned. And so we had done that. I had seen that. Um, and I had seen an attachment to one of the individuals in the group. Um, and so we ended up having to, I, even in my own space, clear those energies. Um, and so there's always that, okay, what are we doing here? Let's be very clear. Uh, and I'm cautious even to today about casting spells or um, delving into things that aren't on my journey. So when I'm calling in the light for me, I'm clear, Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, Archangel Rosakel, you know, 
my guides, Sarah, Apollo, you know, because I know in the spiritual world, we, there are no limits in the multiple dimensions. Anything and anyone is at our access now. It's a whole wide world. And so my only apprehension is to be very specific about what I'm calling in because we have the power. We have so much power now. Um, and I see that. I see that. Um, even as I wake up and I tend to do a chanting in the morning, a singing, just clearing my own energy with my chime and kind of tuning in. I have seen and been around other people and wonder why am I seeing this? Why am I connecting to people that seem to have mental illness? What is this? And I begin to realize that's me. They're being drawn to me. I'm drawing this to me because of the work and, and the who that I am and who that I'm connected to. And so I have to continue to experience and care of my energy so much because of this work. Okay, beautiful. Uh, before we go on into more of the energy work and what you do there, I want to ask you about your guides. You just mentioned Sarah. Yes. Okay, so this, um, in the past, I'd say several months, I started connecting to what I consider um, the seven rays of light, right? And so I was like, huh, you know, I heard Artemis and our tail, but then I started going into it deeper at the seventh gateway. So who's at the seventh gateway? I mean, this is what came to me, the seven rays of light, the six heavenly realms and the seven gateways. And so I said, who's at the seven gateways? And one of the names that came to me in the form was Broom a dragon form. The second one was rain, which is like wind to clear. And then the third one was, um, I want to say uh, Apollo. And then the fourth one was Lady Tara. The fifth one um, is Sarah. And then the last two, um, I, haven't, I haven't connected with them in a while, were brothers or twin rays or twin flames. And I thought, but the name Sarah, and Sarah is a light. I believe she's connected to Mary Magdalene, which I just learned and started looking at. But all of these um, seven rays at the seven gates, those are the names that were given. Synchronicity is incredible. Just yesterday, we learned about Sarah, the ascended master channeled through another gal and wow so that's why i had to ask because she's making a presence with she being. is yes and, and then this gateway and what i have learned in doing the work i mean i feel like i'm presented with all these other support right i mean there's the challenge of again the energy being drawn to you etc but when i call on groom i know the dragon form right when I call on rain, I know the form of wind that it's gonna clear. When I call on Apollo, I know it's for my ethereal body. When I call on Lady Tower, I know it's to bring in this wave of light. When I call on Sarah, I know that it's to draw in the light from the ram above. And when I call on the two brothers, I know that they are standing side by side around every space I find. All right, let's dive into some energy work if you'd like. Let's talk okay. about um, the energy clearing uh, and the energy work. 
we've defined a little bit of energy work. Some people may not know what that is. We hear, are you doing the energy work? How do you define energy work? What is that? So for me, uh, as I said earlier, I started doing healing, therapeutic touch is what they call it here, right? Technically, um, or laying on the hands is what it's called in the Bible. And we do it as parents or as, you know, just sending and touching when you hug a person and you touch a person, there's something to that. And so I just dived in to what I call energy work, healing, therapeutic touch, being present with people in a way that they are touched by what I have and we're sharing this energy. So for example, when I was at, um, in Orlando and there was a big unity church there, um, uh, yeah, it's called Steve's Cottage. They had a healing room outside and I just showed up, started volunteering, went into the room and people were coming into the room for energy work or healing, you know, support on their journey to heal their body, heal their mind, heal their spirit, right? And there was this one lady who I sat at her, she sat in my, you know, in my space, right? To, and that's what I put my hands on her shoulder and again, applying the energy using my hands around her, light touch is what I call it. And I put my hand, I asked her to put her hand on her chest. And when I touched her chest and I, I saw all black, like everything was black. And I touched her again and I said, your lungs are filled with just dark. And this was, she told me she had been a chain smoker. And I didn't smell cigarette smoke on her, but when I touched her lungs, her heart, her I saw nothing but blackness. And so just, again, that, that light touch, that's what I call energy work, that present, being present and bringing in this energy from, as I said, all of now these beings who are here to support me uh, in supporting people and being whole and healing. Usually in those cases, it was physical. Um, and, and I've done healing work with people to get through trauma. Um, I have had uh, recently some clients who a lifetime of trauma um, and a lifetime of therapy of going to different therapists, but not actually getting whole. And that is a journey. And so I remember um, sitting with her um, over time, listening to her story, understanding that, and being able to have conversation first about what does it mean to detach from the trauma? What does it mean to detach from that story? But then begin to do the light work, energy work with her um, and seeing and feeling a part of what she had gone through and having conversation of, okay, I gotta clear this. I gotta clear this. Okay, who do I call in for that? But sitting with her and continuing on this as a counsel for her to what I call transform, transmute that energy. Again, the trauma the situational things that she had become attached to that we all can become attached to. Obviously, when you've been hurt, um, it, can, it can linger with you for so long um, and they're very hard to clear. And so for me, that is a part of my work with people is to help them detach from the trauma, right? Recognizing that they are not the trauma, they are not the energy. But part of that is being present enough to get close enough and I've done it over the phone as well, but that is tuning into their energy field and then tuning into mine and making sure that I stay clear in my energy field so that I can sense what's happening, what is happening, what they're um, needing. And then of course, get clear direction from what they're accepting me to give and then provide that light work. 
that channel. Thank you so much for sharing. And so this is a great time now to talk about the classes. You, you offer healing sessions, group healing sessions. Yes. And yes. so on our page here, there's a special offer link and there's sessions, healing activations and chamber sessions and energy healing sessions. And let's let's have you talk about a little bit of those. What what goes on with those in these these programs? Okay, so I, I have a list of them and so I needed to look at my list and see what I, I put there. Apologies for that. So yeah. with the with the package that we're that I advertise on your site, I've talked about what the healing from trauma and post-traumatic stress is. And this is for families, children. I do I do one-on-one, but I also love doing groups. And that's why I offered the family one, which I'll get to. But the option one is just a personal mini session. I call that a 15-minute quick pick-me-up where you get energy work, as I described, the light touch, the channeled energy read. And I've done these in person and over the phone. And I said with the woman with the cigarettes and things like that, just picking up what comes to me from spirit, from my guides, and bringing that to the table to the individual that I'm serving so that they can clear that or have a conversation with me about how we can clear that together. Uh, and those insights come to me. Like I said, I've just been sitting and being present with people and I can tell instantly after we've had conversation and connection, what's going on with them. And in conversation, help them release that. That can be a 10 to 15 minute meditation like I said, I have, I shared one of my sound tunes here. Um, and that recording that I just did is a five minute recording, which we only did like two and a half minutes of. Um, but I can, again, do the tuning in, insightful readings, intuitive readings. I have cards, but I don't usually use them because it comes to me from spirit. But my goal with that quick mini session is to just contact, just for people who need a quick pick me up and just want to get to that next step. But they don't have a lot of time or they don't want to, you know, don't know if they want to, you know, utilize me for other services. So they get a quick um, mini session. And then the other one is a full session. And for me, my sessions are usually 30 to 45 minutes. And that is a lot of energy work. And that includes the same thing. It's going to be sound healing. It's going to be an intuitive um, scan of their being and presence to decide and determine what's going on with them. It's going to be an insightful conversation whereby even though I've tuned in and I have this channel of information that I can share with them and will share with them, I'd like to hear from them what they feel is happening. And so once I tune in and channel and that information comes to me, I share that and we have a conversation about it. How would you like to proceed? Would you like to do the tuning work, tuning forks? We can, we can do sound meditations together. And so that would be a part of that whole 45 minute, 30 to 45 minute session. Um, is tuning in, channeling, connecting, clearing the energy through sound. Yeah. And then the other one that I have is one that I just really, really, really love is option number three, because, you know, I, as when I first connected with you and I thought, oh, I'm going to do this, I love to do a personal, what I call a pre-recorded personalized energy healing session. Some people don't want to be on, you know, in person. They don't want, you know, they like the energy, they want the healing, but they don't want to be recorded. They don't want to be on screen. They want to be on phone. 
And so if they give me the information, their name, their, what, they're, what they're feeling or connected or what they'd like to have, I will do a personalized pre-recorded session for them addressing whatever their wellness needs are. They can submit it to me via email uh, and I will be able to create a personalized recorded sound healing specifically for them as well as doing the channel messaging and then send that to them in the recording. And that's a favorite one because I think more people um, don't always have time and they can listen to that at any time. So that's one. That was the third option. They're going to get, they're going to evolve it in the quantumness of it and it will give them energy that they need in that moment. Yes. Different, different every yes. time. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so they can go deeper even later when they listen to it in their own privacy later. Once they listen to it, once things come up for all of us as we continue to tune in. And then the fourth one is I would love, I love, love, love doing group healing sessions. And this is for people who are obviously closely aligned or connected because in couples and families and work groups, there are just things that are there that need to be resolved. And they're not things that we can say in the 3D realm, they are things that are unspoken, spiritual connections, karma connections, things that just are there that we just can't quite figure out why we're not making these connections or we want to improve our connections. For some people, they just want to have improved relationships and so they want to come together as a group. And I love doing group healing sessions. And again, you don't have to be family members. It can be work related because I've done work with um, companies too. I've gone into um, some groups who are doing peace activations and just sat and had conversation with people about how you can communicate better, you know, and bring in that energy. Again, they don't always know that it's channel messages, but it is the same energy. And then the other one is um, option five. I have a large assortment of recorded frequency healing, like the one we just shared. And so I'd be willing to offer those to anyone. Um, and I, the first one uh, is calling in guardians with light language. And I recorded that, I think I was by the river, just tuning in and so just, helping people call in their own guardians um, and it's pre-recorded and then a guided meditation i've been at the root of the river many times with the mother tree and so and then i have three other mp um, threes or mp4s the eclipse energy like i said the seven rays the six rams they keep coming to me and so i recorded exactly what i was feeling in that moment um, and then the crown chakra activation and then the five five portal meditation activation i have done that's all a part of that package, number five. Oh, thank you for sharing all of the ways that people can work with you. Such a beautiful energy healer you are. And we invite our viewers and listeners to check that out and to choose one or all and work with you and feel the lightness, the light touch that you offer, calling in the beautiful energy of the divine soul, of the divine self with your guides and your team. Thank you for that. So um, let's go and I wanna invite you to feel into the moment, 
feel into our group, our collective, and let's see who comes forward and what comes forward here. Thank you, Anne. You know, as soon as you said that, the first word I got was star. It just, just like that. So I've been tuning into the star of David as well. But when I, when I saw star, I mean, it just instantly came to me. I'm feeling connected to the star of David, the energy and the grid work. And this is changing our timeline. Yeah, as a vessel, as a vessel of star energy, it is changing our timeline. And so what I like to do is just take my um, chime and just clear, just make sure that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, a message for the collective to connect to the star line, the star of David timeline, and what that looks like. And so for me, the guidance that I'm getting is the ray, you know, as I talked about the seven rays, the rays that come through. So in my chamber, I go into a golden chamber, a golden pillar that comes in and I sit in this golden pillar chamber. And so I connect and I'm connecting with the collective in this moment to that golden pillar, those golden pillars and those golden rays of light that are coming in through the star of David. And that is what is coming through right now. Sending this energy and channeling the star of David and the golden pillars of light as a healing chamber that covers us all, that releases and transmutes all dense energies and covers us completely in our truth in our wisdom, in our being, the stars that we are, connected to the multi-dimensions, but this golden pillar of light rays, the star of David energy, is what is coming through for the collective to connect to and raise their own frequency and raise their own frequency and just be. Knowing, knowing, in these golden pillars of light. Let them penetrate through every cell, every tissue, every electromagnetic frequency that you are. These pillars of light, the golden pillars of light that come in through the eighth dimension, the star of David, are resonating in and through every cell, every tissue, every frequency that you are. And knowing that all is well, all wisdom, all truth that you need and access is in this healing golden rays of light chamber connected to the eighth dimension and the star of David. This energy flows through every cell, into the floor, into the ceiling, into the walls. And you are radiant. You are illumined. I am illumined. We are illumined by this golden pillar and these light rays penetrating in and through every part of us. And all is well. 
Let's raise deep, deep, deep into the earth. Deep, deep, deep into your soul, into your cells. The forward rays of light surround you. Stand with you deep, deep, deep into the earth. And channel come back up. And flow. Let this flow. Just flow. See those golden flows of light. And Imagine the star of David around you as you resonate and connect to these golden things of light. Let's penetrate every cell, every part of your being. as well. Thank you. Feeling energized and the energy from this. I'm feeling pretty high myself. Honestly, I feel like I have to I can still come down. I apologize for that. Yes. Thank you for that taste of the work that you do and the expression of the work that you do. This feels like home. And when we're here in this vibration, this is how we create new earth. And so I know that's part of your mission. And new earth is really a vibration similar to what Lemuria once was. Now would be a great time to talk about Lemuria. Tell us about your experience of Lemuria. When did you remember Lemuria and what was that like for you? Did you get lit up when you heard the name or what happened? No, I was actually in, this is when I started connecting to the blue cube of blue ray ah. in um, California. This is in 2017 and 2018. And as I said, I would go and I would just channel at the ocean and I would connect what I consider to beings in a presence. And I would be just driving. I don't know if you've ever been in San Diego County or that part of California. I always felt so connected to something other there. I always thought I was in Atlantis for a long time that I lived there. But I didn't really connect to it till 2017 and 2018 when I started getting the messages from the blue cube and the blue ray. And I always, I could never figure it out. I thought, oh, it's the water, it's, the, it's the, the people. It is the energy. In my experience, Lemuria is in some, as I go through the ocean of the Pacific, again, I'm on the Pacific coast, it's here. It's connected here. And every time I was at the ocean, connecting to the ocean, or connecting to this flow, I felt so at peace and so connected to Lemuria, to Atlantis. It was always there and I can never get away from it. Like I can't, I feel like I can't leave the, the West Coast because I feel so grounded and connected to that. I was also guided in a meditation a few months ago that there are ancient seabeds of Lemuria 
in other parts of the world. Like I'm from Michigan. And so the Great Lakes are connected to that as well, the salt mines. And so, yeah, that's what came through, but it came from just that channel and connection to the ocean and to the area that I was in, in San Diego County. And I just felt like I was home. I felt like I was, it was like, I always said, oh, this, this feels like Atlantis. And after a while, I began to see that I was connected to this blue wave, blue wave of energy in Lemuria. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Yes, welcome home to your Lemurianness. Yes. The blue ray. You said you've gotten messages from the blue cube, the blue ray. What can you recall what the blue ray is and what's so, it here? So the way that it came to me as a cube. You know, like the color of my, I don't know if everybody can see my it was this color, this color blue. And I Again, meditating, chanting by the ocean or, or in my home in Goleta, California at that time. And I started feeling that I had gone to a retreat uh, in, I want to say San Marcos, uh, inland. And I can't name, remember the name of the retreat center. And I, I keep a journal and I was chanting and, con and connecting. And this blue cube came to me and I recorded it in my phone just the feeling, but it was like, like this blue cube. I mean, literally that's what I kept seeing. It kept coming into my third eye. I kept seeing this blue cube. I'm like, what is this blue cube? What is the blue, blue cube? And I invited another person who was also at the retreat, another new friend to go with me to the ocean. Cause I felt like I needed to go to the ocean at that time. It would have been in um, Mission Beach down in um, San Diego. And let's call this energy in, let's channel and connect and raise the frequency and see what this is. And so in my knowing at that time, that's what I was guided to do. And I just tuned into the energy. I tuned into the energy. And that is what I call the blue cube, blue ray team came to me. Present with me now to facilitate what I call clearing, what I call, in this case, I don't know if you've ever been to the region, some of these um, sand tars or tar sand that comes through from the, the oil drilling that they're doing. And so I was there to clear, clear that energy, send energy out to clear the water for the dolphins and the other energetic beings that are there. And so that's what the blue cube, blue ray energy initially came to me as, to send this energy into the ocean and hold that space and every time I read an article about something that's happening to dolphins or to the water or to the ocean about pollution, I instantly tune into this blue ray, blue cube energy to clear or stand with blue ray team. That is so beautiful. And you were assisting all light workers do this grid work. And I think it's really important when we're talking about new earth and solution energy for new earth it's so beautiful because that blue that blue color of your bracelet is the blue that i see the ocean waters being i mean there's a deep blue and it's clean and um you know if you're in micronesia lemurian 
energy. The sand makes the water that turquoise blue. And so it's beautiful that you're using that blue energy, projecting it out as a healing tool. If we wanted to join you in that task, what do we need to do? I invite me to set up a meeting. I'd be happy to set up a meeting, a YouTube, um, Zoom or anytime, because it is valuable work. And like I said, it's, I'm, it's random. Like I'd just be reading an article and I guess something happened in um, California not long ago, an oil spill. And I instantly tuned in to the blue rays and the energy to hold that space and clear that energy. And so anytime I could set up a Zoom and make that connection, I'm happy to do that. And that's a part of just contacting me by email as well and saying, hey, I'd like to participate in holding space with the Blu-ray and clearing. And I I will set up an instant conversation here through meditation. Thank you. And again, the beautiful offerings that you have with sessions, the variety that you offer is also available to assist those. I love how you can do it with families and groups and, and people. So it's quite special. Thank you, Anne, for that. Thank you. And, um, you've got some other uh, things that we can talk about. And one is igniting the sacred fire within us through sound. Tell us what's going on there and what's happening and how sound plays that role. You know, I have to be honest. I, I mean, I've always loved music, right? I've always been connected and growing up in a town like Detroit with Motown and going into all the mu music is a big deal. Um, and so I believe in the, the power of sound. And we all do in some ways. We listen to our favorite songs, things that carry us into another space. But when I was drawn into this work of doing sound healing, it wasn't on my list. I was just going to do the energy work. I was kind of doing fine with my tuning forks, you know, and I got drawn into this. I was called to create sound. And I'm thinking, I'm not a singer, you know, what, you know, what am I going to do here? But I just started being drawn in these moments. I would wake up and, I, and I'm instantly in this, well, I do a channel, like I said, with the gold chamber to bring me in. But I instantly am inspired. Sometimes um, doing a full moon, doing um, certain types of um, the eight, eight gateway, the five, five gate, all of these different transition periods, I'll instantly get and be inspired to create sound or I'll actually go to the river or the lake and just be inspired in nature to create sound. And so what I really would love to do, Lauren, if you're up for it, is for us to create something right now. Yes, yes, yes. And so as I've been sitting here, we've been having this conversation, the sound that keeps coming to me is like, do, 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 do. And this is like drawing in more of Lemuria, but also of the earth grid to connect to mother earth. Do, 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 do 
And as I'm singing and chanting with this, I'm feeling and drawing in the energy of the earth down through my base chakra all the way up as though I am a tree. Very present, very present and full. Thank you. That's Dude. how it works. <laughs> Following it and, and following the feeling, following it, letting it take you into a trance almost, letting it, letting it like take you like with no uh, regards to anything external. It's allowing that just to come up from within us, isn't it? It's beautiful. And yeah, it is absolutely very much being present in that moment and a lot of it is you know we talk about being clear how, how important it is especially when you're doing this work that you and i and many others are doing you your channel has to be clear you know and it's and we all take on different things at different times and so doing this some a lot of the times i'll just start off my day with using my chime just to clear my own energy yes i'll go into the chamber but I live in a, like an apartment and I have like, you know, people that have different energies and I've slept through the night. So I know how valuable it is just to be present and just allowing that. And sometimes um, releasing control, that's the word I would use more too, because I think sometimes for myself, I used to want to have things in control. Like I, because of what I've gone through, I was like, I, I can understand this. I can do this. If I just take the lead and if I just, and then when I just allow divine flow and sacredness to flow in me and just release that control, which was hard to do. Like, what, what am I doing, you know? I let it go and I just flow in and connect to that sacred place, that sacred energy. So sound helps us to be present and allow that flow to let go. That's a big question. Others are like, how do you let go and just surrender to it? You just be present. Yeah, and I use the, I do use the, the chimes or bells or tuning forks to help, but I can't, I've been meditating a long time. So sometimes I'm just, I'm just on, right? But I have to purposely clear my energy. And like I said, I go into that golden chamber um, or any, um, like in the, I even go into an ancient seabed on Lemuria and meditate sometimes just to clear my energy. Um, especially when we've gone through all these, you know, transitions recently and all the solar flares and just everything that's happening, not just in the world, but in the multi-dimensions, um, they're shifting and this new earth is happening, but it's not happening without, you know, much change and feelings of chaos at times feelings of anxiety at times for many people. And that's in our collective. So just always knowing and being conscious of that, clearing, 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 
centering, being present. And the sound helps me a lot. Yes. Clearing energy. This is a question that I hear a lot. How would one know when we need to clear energy? I'll give an example. I remember um, I was going through a really rough time. I was in um, I was in Bolivia at the time, and I had just lost a job. And but before I took that job, I knew that I wasn't supposed to take it. Have you ever had that instinct? I didn't follow my intuition. And so I continued on this path and this job and this situation with this family. And I had taken on like way more than what I was really called to do. And I, I, my body felt sluggish. My thinking felt, I just didn't, I just wasn't my lighthearted self. Um, and I wasn't taking, I wasn't, I didn't have the time because of my schedule to tune in as I normally would have. So one, I recognized my schedule had, had deterred, I'd taken a detour from my normal routine of tuning in the spirit. Two, I was sluggish. It wasn't food, I was a vegan at that time, I was doing all the right, but I was super sluggish and just feeling heavy, you know, feeling very, um, dull, for lack of a better word. And then recognizing, looking at the events around me in my own environment, and then realizing I need a deep clearing. I really need to go deep here. And at the start of COVID was another time where I was like, again, spirit was like giving me the messages and I was still in control, right? I wanted to be in control of the situation. So I didn't listen. And I just kept going, and you know, I had a towel moment. And sometimes those towel moments, and what I call a towel moment is just this, it could be, it doesn't mean it's uh, catastrophic. It just means something hits you, you hit the wall, you realize you can't go further in the way that you were doing things with the company that you're keeping or with the job you're doing, whatever, something inside of you quickens and you just hit that wall. And it doesn't mean everything falls apart. It just means, you know, the angels are like, no, this is it. You're going to have to stop and deal with this. You have to release this, transmute, retreat. Again, your options are there. But I have hit those tower moments. And I realized uh, even before, because I kind of was doing work that wasn't my spiritual work, because I thought, I'll get back to that. I'll get back to that. And each time I've been in those environments, I wasn't getting back to it. So... I had a few tower moments. Tower moments. Yes. I think um, it's like it's um, reflective of the tower, the tower in the tarot cards, right? Yes. Yes. Um, This, the last couple of years has been um, a blessing and a gift to give everyone the tower moment if they're ready for it an awakening moment, uh, yes. a moment like you to go to a higher level. And it was beautiful. I mean, we can look and see the not so good side of it, the polarity of it. Mm-hmm. But if we look at the bright side of all of it, it's beautiful how people took the time out to do this deep spiritual work and 
We are in a pressure cooker right now, a pressure cooker to surrender to love, to surrender to the higher self. So how do you connect to the higher self? Well, one of the things that I do, as I mentioned earlier, is I intentionally, every morning, before I even step out of my bed, do a meditation. I tune in either to the golden pillars of light, the violet fire, the sacred fire, the I am. Or if my guys are present and there's something else that I need to do, I'm tuning in. But I make that a practice before I get out of the bed. And that tuning in for me is just centering, closing my eyes. I'm awake though but I am tuning in and I'm allowing that golden pillar of light, those light rays to come through me, or it's the violet fire cleansing and purging. Cause sometimes I feel more tense or dense energies. It just depends on what I'm feeling. I'll call on the violet fire, sacred fire, holy fire to just clear the entire area, clear my energy period. Cause I don't know what has happened in the night. Um, and so I'll center before I get out of the bed and then I will be inspired sometimes to just start tuning in the morning. And again, not really singing, just kind of chanting. And, you know, I'll get my uh, chime or my tuning force and just kind of go through my home or my space and clear it. Either I might use sage or I might just use the chime and just start like uh, moving and like letting the energy, because the energy is in us. So movement helps too, you know, moving with the chant or whatever rhythm comes to me or I turn on actual music and listen to that and just let that move to me. Um, movement helps the flow as well, along with the sound. That's what I usually do. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I know that all of those listening and watching are feeling that, just feeling it and mm -hmm. making it a daily practice for those who aren't already doing it. It right. is one of the best gifts that we can give ourselves. It's just those few moments, no matter how busy the day ahead of us could be or not, it's just our time to really be present. Thank you for sharing that protocol. Yes. And so here we go. I wanted to ask you, you help pe people clear their trauma from their past and also entities. We don't have to go too deep into entities, but I remember maybe 10 years ago, the first time I heard that this could go on, I guess I got kind of freaked out. Do you ever get, uh, is there a need to be freaked out? There's no need to be freaked out by entities, but how would someone know if they have an entity and what do you do to help them clear it? And so I wanna clarify what entity means too, because for me, it is an attachment, right? It can be an attachment to a dense energy. It can be an attachment or an addiction. You can use any of those words. When you find yourself acting, being opposite of who you are, opposite of who you are and it continues. And you know something's not quite right with yourself or other people know something's not quite right with you. There's an attachment. I call them energy robbers, vampires, energy vampires, however you may see it. There's a list that goes with that. And, and people who have been traumatized especially can carry such a heavy, um, dense energy with them it could be the trauma of their mother, father, uh, abuser, etc. And that energy has to be cleared. Now, what I have noted, and I don't know, I don't watch the news often. You know, there have been a lot of 
um, murders. And I won't go too far into that. Uh, with the young lady, and I don't know if she was in Missouri or a male, just as a female to commit murder. A young person, very young person. Um, and instantly when I saw that and heard that story, again, I don't watch the news often, but that day I did pay attention on, on my internet. I instantly said, These, this girl is, is attached to an entity. And in this case, it's a dense, dark energy that is not for benevolence. Because I look at benevolence and malevolence. I don't really say good or bad because sometimes you might need that energy to help we call, we call bad to get you to that next step, right? We call our wake up or our um, dark night of the soul. But when I clear those energies and I see that presence, and this is an example I'm giving of the young people who I'm looking in the news and I'm like, that is not a natural state of being for any person, let alone a young person. You know, and we can go back into the killings in um, Texas, Uvalde. And so all of that to me are entities densities. As we continue to shift and the collective continues to wake up, we see more of this. So I say not to be afraid of what we see because we are present. And so instantly, if I, if it comes to my view, I start chanting and sending up and calling in guides and angels and our angels to work with us to clear that energy around that person, around that situation, around that scenario. And sometimes people will share what they've been through and sometimes they don't want to because it is too deep. And so I never go through a, a process of counseling deep, deep. I just go through a, a process of counseling, being a confidant to get the information up to clear the energy and the attachment because it usually is an attachment. Whether that is, um, again, from their past or somebody they recently met or come in contact with these attachments do exist. And I've seen more things that go bump in the night recently um, than I care to, to see, but it is, it is what it is. Okay, well, thank you for being a beautiful energy worker and a counselor for folks who want to come back into this beingness of themselves. From the clients that you've worked with, is there any uh, stories that that stand out that you'd wish to share with us about the benefits of this work? You know, I'll I'll share one very brief because I only had this client once or twice. I take that back, and it came through the internet, and she had come to me telling me um, that she couldn't sleep at night, um, and that she was having issues with her employment. And so I only had um, 1.2 sessions with her. And so, again, she didn't give me a lot of detail, but immediately I saw who the person is that she was connected to. And I saw who was in her support team and I gave her that person's name. And we talked about who that person was. And so I immediately sat with her. And, and this was a mini session at first, and then we did a full session later. And I did the tuning for to clear her energy. We were on the phone, maybe we did a video conference, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It was like a little mini session. She decided to come back for a full session and we did a full session. And so um, I could see in her environment that there was a lot of 
I wouldn't say chaos, but it was chaotic energy, you know, clutter thinking. And so we did a clearing, we did a clearing, we did a clearing. And when I talked to her again, she said that she slept well and that she saw bluebirds in her dreams. And to me, bluebirds are the most beautiful symbol of renewal, of hope. And so that's one example. Another example I had is, I, I don't know if I should say this, this one, was when I, I was doing a clearing um, and this may have been, it may have been one of my family members, I'm trying to think. I just had this one client that came to me and we didn't do um, extensive sessions. I'll go back into that because I just had it. And it was, um, I'll have to come back to that client because I can't. I had it, I was going to talk about the other client, but the client that I'm thinking about now is one of my students. Um, and again, because it was one of my students, uh, it was more of just centering and being present with the student and with her to recognize her own potential. And so what that meant for me was being a wise counselor. What that meant for me was sitting with her and sending energy with her. What that meant for her was being able to articulate or verbalize on some level what she was sensing and feeling or what she wasn't sensing and feeling or what she needed to get to. And so I've worked with students as well, um, again, transitioning through school, things that come up that you, um, you, in some cases, our culture doesn't allow them to feel safe. For example, I did a group session or group workshop. And in that session at the start of, as we first year COVID, and there were like a lot of college students online, Zoom, and we had many people have been, you know, I don't know if we lost any family members, but I did. And so there was not being able to go and say goodbye in person, the drive-by funerals, or not being able to do that, not being able to say goodbye to their grandmothers and so forth. And so I opened up the space in this uh, workshop for them to grieve for them to open up and because and, nobody was talking about it. And even still, people still don't want to talk about COVID and the impact of life and death and how things have shifted for us emotionally. And so I just, what I call opening up that sacred safe space to open up a channel to release this energy. And in this case, it was grieving. And there were some really uh, dense energies around just being able to grieve. Yeah, thank you. So thank you for sharing those instances because it helps us see how the space that you do hold and the energy work that you do bring in with that, really helping people release some of this. Yes, um, lots of grieving. We, we are grieving an old way of life, but there's a newness as well. There's a new way moving forward. So. We do have to grieve for the world that we left behind. But let's, as we close our conversation today, New Earth is the eye on the prize. And through all of the polarity, I think we can all agree, every human can agree 
We all want peace, happiness, joy. So my question to you as we say goodbye is, how do you see new earth? And do you wanna share on a, a mission or a feeling of new earth? How do I see new earth? I see new earth always evolving. What I am centered on and what I've been called and centered on is one doing the good work, two doing the healing work, being such a presence, joining with other people who are such a presence as the work that you're doing. And honoring that so even in my own what i consider um, meditation or waking when i connect and i say oh i want this you know all is well for myself and everyone i'm connected to i go beyond my immediate family and i say there are many and that many is all of us to me that's part of this new earth knowing that we are connected and centered we are one we are new earth we are here. We have arrived. It is this now, bringing that in now and owning and claiming our energies and our gifts and our abilities now and honoring others, people's and abilities now. And so that's what I see. It's like this continual unfoldment, evolutionary, where we'll start hearing about all of these different um, methodologies and technologies that don't focus on AI, but focus on actual frequency and vibration that allows us to channel and connect with the divine sources in multiple dimensions without it being a capitalistic systemized thing. And with people and children, we won't have the same type of classrooms where you're sitting and doing rote learning and waiting you know, to sit and move around. It will be a natural occurrence for children and people just to tune in to their third eye and to their chakras and meridians. That will be taught automatically. It'll just be normal. I mean, we have these new beings coming in every day. They're incredible. They're incredible. When I look at a lot of newborns, you look in the eyes and their, their being and their presence, amazing, amazing new earth images. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I agree, it is here now and it is anchored in our hearts and it is a vibration of our hearts. And if we wanna look at the 3D of it all, we can read, I do read, I don't watch the news. I came from television news, it's intense, but I read selectively, I do read. And I read between the lines and I see stories where new earth is present. There's turtles that are making their way back into the Gulf of Mexico. Tiny turtles, they haven't been seen for a long time and they're back. So we keep our eyes on the prize and witness new earth reading between the lines in the collective. And Mbaki, thank you so much for this conversation. And thank you for your teachings and your, your offerings. Again, we invite those listening and watching to check out your affordable offerings. One could just get a nice little intro session with you, mini healing session or the whole shebang. It's really beautiful. And again, we thank you for that because you're a beautiful guide for others. Thank you, as are you.
Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.